Hey there, I'm Britt, a minimalist, ginger cat enthusiast, and someone who genuinely doesn't understand why people do the things that they do most of the time. You're listening to Tiny Ambitions, a podcast in search of the tiny life. Welcome back to the Tiny Ambitions podcast. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're doing okay today. Today's episode is all about the second most stressful thing I did in the last year, sell our house during the pandemic. The short version is that we sold our first house privately after one showing in one day. The longer story is a bit more interesting and brought to light my perceptions about homeownership versus renting. Let's get into it. After my partner received a job offer sort of out of the blue, we were suddenly faced with a daunting task, selling our house and moving 1,500 kilometers across Ontario, all in under a month, which we did, we did it, which still blows my mind. Because of the tight time frame we were on, we wanted to at least try and sell our house privately. No real estate agents, no listings on any for sale by owner websites, completely private. So how did we do it? and get slash accept an offer after one showing. Well, I was on sick leave when we found out we had to get the house ready to sell. I spent a solid week cleaning, painting, patching, and staging our house so it was presentable. I can't even, I lost track of the Home Depot trips. (laughs) If I wasn't off work, I genuinely doubt we would have been able to sell it as quickly as we did. There are only so many hours in a day. Another key part of our ability to sell so quickly is because of where we lived at the time. We lived in a region where private sales are very normal and where people often only hear about open properties through word of mouth. And we didn't have a big network of people to pull from to spread the word about our house, but we did have a neighbor who we were pretty friendly with who had a lot of friends looking for houses. So when we texted her that we'd be selling, she immediately put us in touch with a friend of hers who was looking. That friend came to look at the house and the rest, as they say, is history. Selling during a pandemic is an odd experience, like pretty much everything else since March of 2019. When we had our showing, we made sure everyone, our neighbors, friends, and family were wearing masks before they entered the house. We also had hand sanitizer available for them to use. We were lucky that we lived in a part of Ontario with a very low rate of COVID-19 and zero active cases actually at the time when we showed the house, but we didn't want to take any chances. Since we were selling privately, we didn't have a sell sheet provided to us by a realtor that we could give to anyone who came to see the house. Thankfully, I have some design expertise from my day job and Canva is really easy to use. So I whipped up a quick document with photos and the key facts that a buyer would need to know. My top tip for anyone who might want to sell their house one day is keep your sell sheet from when you bought it. It has tons of handy information that you probably won't remember, like what your frontage is or what direction your property faces, which I had no idea any of that. When we received the offer, it was a pretty standard real estate transaction, except that we dealt with a buyer directly. And I actually preferred this compared to having to deal with a realtor as an intermediary. It felt right to be able to talk directly with the buyer and come to a mutually beneficial agreement. When the time came to sign the legal paperwork for the sale, we wore masks, as did our lawyer, and we had to use single-use pens. Other than that, it was nearly identical to when we bought the house. This episode of Tiny Ambitions is brought to you by 
nobody actually. I recently opted out of ad platforms that I used because A, I don't feel comfortable selling you something that I don't use just to make a little money. And B, I want to provide an opportunity for you to support the podcast in a genuine way if you want to. So if you'd like to support the podcast and keep it ad free, head over to contribute to slash tiny ambition. You can also see the link in the episode description. That's contribute.to slash tiny ambitions. There you can contribute as little as $2. And as an added bonus, everything you give will be doubled up to $1,000 until November 19th, thanks to contribute to. So if you've ever wanted to support tiny ambitions, now is the time. I don't take your listenership for granted. It honestly means the world to me. So thank you. Now back to the episode. If you didn't know we were moving, you might have wondered, why are they selling a house they only bought two years ago? And did they buy the house knowing it wasn't going to be their forever home? The short answer to this very good question is yes. We knew we weren't going to live in Thunder Bay long term, but I also don't know that I really buy into the idea of a forever home, but I digress. So why did we buy a house knowing we wouldn't live in it for long? Well, we lived in a rare unicorn of a low cost of living area where buying a house is often cheaper than renting because of availability. We crunched the numbers and our rental unit cost $200 more per month than owning our house, all expenses included, and we obviously made money when we sold the house. Our situation should in no way be used to justify buying a home. It was a unique situation. There are a million reasons to buy or not buy a house, and I've never been an advocate of traditional home ownership. Remember, the tiny in tiny ambitions refers to tiny houses, but it did make financial sense in our own limited special circumstance. Will it ever again? I really honestly don't know. So now that we've sold our house and moved, what's next? Well, once you become a homeowner, there is this weird mindset that you should continue being a homeowner, and you know how I feel about sticking to societal norms. Spoiler, I don't feel great about them. Since we didn't buy a new home in the last year, we did pay a penalty for breaking our mortgage early. In fact, we paid that penalty when our house closed, so that money is already gone, even though Mr. Tiny Ambitions likes to remind me that we lost that money. Would a $5,000 reimbursement be worth going to hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt for? I personally don't think so, not for the sake of saving 5k. We've now been renting again since February of 2020, and I honestly love it. We're in a new building, it's bright, and most importantly, nothing that goes wrong in the unit is my responsibility to deal with. I can just call up our superintendent and it's taken care of. Our apartment is small and feels even smaller now that I've been working remotely and from home full-time since June, but it still suits our needs. Given the size of our apartment and the fact that we downsized from a two-bedroom house, most of our stuff is currently living in a storage unit. The irony of a minimalist paying someone to keep their stuff in a place where they aren't even living is not lost on me, but if you saw the inside of my apartment, you would understand why. (laughs) Given the amount of stress, time, and money that this whole process required, I would honestly be fine to sell everything in the storage unit and just like never even look back, but that's probably the rebellious person in me. I don't know if we'll continue renting or plunge back into home ownership. What I do know is that since our house sold, I have felt this massive sense of relief that I'm no longer responsible for a home anymore. And that's a feeling I don't want to ignore if we start house hunting again. Have you bought or sold a house during the pandemic? I'd love to hear more about what your experience was like. 
that's it for this episode of the Tiny Ambitions podcast. If you've made it this far, you get bonus points. And if this is your first Tiny Ambitions episode, feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you've heard so far, I'd love it if you left me a review on iTunes. You can also directly support the podcast by going to contribute to slash tiny ambitions. That's contribute.to slash tiny ambitions. If you want to connect with me between episodes, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at tiny ambitions. You can also email me with all of your questions or thoughts about living a tiny life at tinyambitionsblog at gmail.com. My theme music is by Hero Song OST. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep living that tiny life.